Welcome to Three Questions With, the podcast by the Latino News Network. LNN is dedicated to best serving Hispanic Latinos with local multimedia news and information websites in New England and the Midwest, a statewide community-focused initiative. Three Questions With is a public affairs program elevating the voices and visibility of matters most important to the Hispanic Latino community by speaking with community and industry thought leaders on topics like civic engagement, education, employment, healthcare, communication, and social responsibility, among others. I'm Hugo Balta, owner and publisher of LNN and your host. The growth of the U.S. Hispanic Latino population is something to boast about, but the same cannot be said for the group's electorate sway despite milestones reached in recent years. New legislation passed this week in Rhode Island hopes to chip away at barriers keeping voters from participating in the electoral process. The state Senate on Tuesday voted 28 to six in favor of the Let Rhode Island Vote Act, which would permanently adopt measures used in 2020 during the pandemic, such as eliminating notary or witness requirements for mail ballots. Democrats hail it for expanding voter access, but Republicans warn it could lead to voter fraud, arguing the pandemic should not be used as an excuse to repeal long-standing election laws that were passed with bipartisan support. Marcela Betancourt, executive director of the Latino Policy Institute, is the campaign spokesperson for Let Rhode Island Vote. She joins us now to dive into and help us better understand the legislation. Marcela, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me again, Hugo. I'm very excited to be here. Now, Marcela, the legislation expands voter access by making permanent several election provisions put in place in 2020 to protect voters during the pandemic, which resulted in a record number of Rhode Islanders casting votes that year. Share with us some of the highlights of the Let Rhode Island Vote Act. Absolutely. So the Let Rhode Island Vote Act actually will make quite a few changes. So during the 2020 election, uh, a few of us have been using other methods of voting that have been a little bit more accessible, such as mail uh, voting through mail ballots. So this legislation will allow voters to actually apply for mail ballots using an online form. So this, what, what this will do is that in 2020, if any of you listening voted by mail, you had to actually print out a form and sign it and send it to the Board of Elections so that you could then a mail ballot. Why is this, and, and why is this an issue? So I myself don't have a printer at home and many individuals don't have a printer at home. Um, and it's, it's just an access, right? So right now in the state of Rhode Island, you can actually register to vote online and do many other things online. So by having an accessible online form, it's going to be a lot easier for people who want to choose to um, vote by mail to do so easily. Another big thing is with mail ballots. So uh, in emergency voting, so if you recall before the 2020 election, you actually needed a reason of why you need a mail ballot. So like, Ugo, maybe you were going on vacation during the primaries and you weren't gonna be in the state for that time. So you needed to give a reason to the Board of Elections as to why you needed uh, a mail ballot sent to you. This legislation will make it that you don't need an excuse. All, you just want to vote. You just want to do it by mail. Um, it also uh, um, requires at least one uh, mail ballot drop box, um, which is a very secure uh, drop box for mail ballots. One of the best things that I think I'm very excited about this, this legislation is actually uh, 
that affects that it will kind of institute early voting. So what does that mean? Um, again, in 2020, because of emergency, uh, emergency executive orders, uh, we were able to go vote during weekends or weekdays prior to election day, either the primary or on election day. Um, the letter Rhode Island vote will, you know, will remove that and will just make voting early a thing, which is really, really important for a lot of people. Um, because then you won't have to stand in line during, you know, for hours or even if it's just more than half hour in the line. So I think that's a really important thing. Um, one of the other really important things that I think we're doing to make uh, voting safer in our state is right now the voter rolls or the lists um, of voters in our state um, are not checked enough. So what that means is that um, while our state belongs to this uh, system called ERIC, uh, it's a it's an election system that kind of cross uh, kind of cross checks with other states across the country. Um, that if you move, you know they'll remove you from the that the Rhode Island list, and we'll put you in Florida or Chicago, you know wherever you moved. Um, however, this legislation will make sure that the Secretary of State's office checks the voting list four times a year. That's huge. Right now, it's checked like it's checked once, I believe. Now it will. It'll it now will increase it to four times a year. So like I said, this is making sure that our voter rolls are accurate, that when, you know, if you moved, if you're no longer in, you are, you know, you, your, your name is removed from there. Um, and then as, you know, for the Latino Policy Institute and there are a lot of multilingual organizations, one of the really important things is a hotline. So a multilingual hotline um, will become permanent and available through the Secretary of State's uh, office. This hotline uh, will make sure that, you know, like if Ugo, you or yourself don't know exactly where you have to go vote, or maybe you have a question about, you know, the mail ballot itself. You have a question about something during election day. This multilingual um, voter hotline will be able to provide you with accurate information um, that you'll need so that you can, um, you know, use your right to vote. So that's then there's a quite a lot of other things, but these are just some of the ones that make me really excited about this legislation. Well, thank you. Certainly a hotline seems to be very helpful for, for all voters that have questions and certainly checking four times a year uh, appears to, to certainly be better than once a year in regards to protecting uh, against some of the voter fraud uh, that we've seen uh, regardless of the fact that uh, most of them are, are infrequent. Now, Senator Jessica de la Cruz, a North Smithfield Republican, said that while the bill would make some positive changes, such as the voter hotline, as you mentioned, she warned that it would make several dangerous changes, such as removing notary or witness requirements for mail ballots. Is there cause for concern? You know, and I, I, hear, I hear her concerns and others, and but sadly they are misplaced, right? So a lot of the, the information that she was sharing um, is not exactly accurate. So this legislation, what it would do is right now, um, if you were to vote by mail, you need two signatures. You need a, you need a witness, you need yourself, and you need, a vote, you need two witnesses um, in order for the ballot to count, right? So during the pandemic, many of us didn't live with any other humans in our house. Somebody just lived with our pets. That pet sadly cannot be your witness. So we removed the, the witness requirement or the notary requirement. 
this is and so so a lot of the people in the Republican uh, Party in the Senate and in other places are saying that this will mean that um, you know like I can just you know use somebody else's mail ballot and vote for them and just sign their name. But where this is wrong is today, even before this law is passed, the Board of Elections in the state of Rhode Island does not actually look at the signature of any notary or witness. All they do is they make sure that Marcela Betancur and her mail ballot, and they double check that my signature matches that signature that they have on my voter in my voter registration. So I just want to repeat that. Today, before the vote, before this law is, before this act is even passed, the Board of Elections has their practices. The only signature that they are verifying several times is that the voter and their signature is the same one that they have during the voter um, when they register to vote. And so because this, this is something that already isn't happening, they're already not checking a witness, why do we continue to create this barrier? A lot of it is, you know, fear mongering regarding, um, you know, what they call um, just like stealing other people's ballots and, and all this and harvesting. But that's, you know, there's a difference between fraud, which is thing that is incredibly, you know, that doesn't, you know, it's, it's incredibly dangerous. And, you know, that, the idea that we're trying to make it more accessible for regular people to be able to vote. You're listening to Three Questions with Marcela Betancourt, Executive Director of the Latino Policy Institute and Campaign Spokesperson for the Let Rhode Island Vote Campaign. Three Questions With is a public affairs program elevating the voices and visibility of matters most important to the Hispanic Latino community. We are speaking with Marcela Petrincourt, Executive Director of the Latino Policy Institute and Campaign Spokesperson for the Let Rhode Island Vote Campaign. With the Hispanic Latino population in the United States rising, there's a growing concern that systemic barriers prevent the community from engaging in active democratic participation Marcela, how will Let Rhode Island Vote Act help the electorate in this year's midterm elections? Now, you mentioned language barriers and the hotline certainly uh, going to assist some of those barriers. But what else can we expect from from this uh, legislation that will help the Hispanic Latino community? So I think that, um, you know, the the things I mentioned are definitely going to um, really incentivize people who many may not be able to vote on election day to be able to do so beforehand. I think also ensuring that you have, you know, that there's a there's a hotline with as much information as need, as as needed at any time is incredibly important. In 2020, we saw more people vote in the state of Rhode Island than ever before. We saw people uh, voting for the first time through mail, voting early for the first time. And this created a, a, an incredible opportunity for people, especially people who are working, people who are in school, people who with uh, physical dis- you know, disabilities or other types of disabilities that may not have been able to vote on election day to do so at manner that, that they need to in a safe and, and accessible way. And so I believe that one of the most important things um, within the Latino community is, is that is one to trust that um, 
your 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 vote uh, will be counted, which is important. That your vote is accessible, and you know I think one of the big things for the Latino Policy Institute and for our organizations that are part of the Letter I Vote is to make sure that um, our underserved communities that have been historically been kept away from the ballot box are able to instead you know, have as much access and have as much ownership of that ballot box. It's important, right? It's, it, there's so many more of us today that are able to vote. And it's, it's really exciting that, you know, you can just go either 20 days before election day and make, you know, make your voice heard through the ballot or require a mail ballot and do so that day. Or even better, if you're able to go on election day, do so that day. I think like that's what democracy is. Democracy is making sure that your vote counts, that your vote matters, and more importantly, that it's you know that our democracy works for us. And that flexibility is certainly needed, as as we've seen with COVID, and especially with the distribution of vaccines, and even just places to get the vaccines. Uh, Hispanic Latinos in general, essential workers, many of them, are working uh, in hours or, or don't have the the um, the luxury of taking uh, time off uh, in order to participate. It's not for not wanting to participate. It's the, it's just not having the, the same flexibilities as others to participate. And certainly uh, the, the provisions under the legislation of the Let Rhode Island Vote campaign promises to, to, to make it more accessible, as you've, as you've noted to the Hispanic Latino community. Marcela Bentoncourt, Executive Director of the Latino Policy Institute and Campaign Spokesperson for the Let Rhode Island Vote Campaign. Thank you so much for your time and for your insights. Thank you so much, Hugo. I really, really appreciate that. Rhode Island Latino News, one of the five independent news outlets overseen by the Latino News Network, partners with the Latino Policy Institute in best serving the Hispanic Latino community. You've been listening to Three Questions With, a podcast by the Latino News Network produced in collaboration with Infinite Multimedia, the parent of El Tri Online, an English language news outlet covering Mexican soccer. LNN again oversees five independent local news and information websites with a statewide coverage, Hispanic Latino editorial focus in New England and the Midwest. I'm Hugo Alta, owner and publisher of LNN. Thank you all for listening. Stay informed and stay safe.